0: Hello, podcast listeners, Doug here. Well, normally I don't introduce a podcast episode with a forward, but for this one, I wanted to share a bit of the background. I recently attended Homecoming, uh, which is an annual event hosted in the home of Jim McCarty by the LNL research team, which includes Gary and Austin, Jim, Trisha and Joanne. I gave two talks which were entitled The Archetypes of Mind and Spirit, colon, a Counselor and Theological Perspective. And the second one was Stillness in the Storm or Swept into the Maelstrom, an exploration of the Disclosure Movement. So here are the caveats <clears throat> and the reason for this forward. In the first talk I'm posting here, my archetypal talk, I unfortunately ran out of time and didn't get a chance to talk about the spiritual archetypes according to the Law of One. I really focused in on the archetypes of the mind. However, if you'd like to listen to my reflection on the spiritual archetypes, you can, by following the links to my blog in the show notes, which feature the slides I used in the presentation, as well as the podcast links to listen in. And for the second talk, the one on disclosure, I didn't outright define what I meant by disclosure at the very beginning. I had assumed that most people in the audience were familiar, and they weren't. My bad. Therefore, uh, let me say that what I mean by disclosure is this. Broadly speaking... Disclosure or the Disclosure Movement relates to disclosing the existence of aliens, alien technology, alien influence upon human history, and finally, how and why this phenomena has been kept secret. I've written a long article on this topic, and much of the following presentation pulls from that article. If you'd like to explore it, that article, a link is also in the show notes. And I want to note that my presentation pulls from the wisdom of different schools of thought that explore developmental stages of consciousness. I wrote an article on that topic, which I also developed in more detail in a podcast interview with Gary, Austin, and Jim of LM Research a few months ago. Links to the article and the podcast, again, are found in the show notes. Back to the popular disclosure movements. In my article, I acknowledge that there seem to be two often overlapping views on things alien. (laughs) Proponents for what I'm going to call, quote, basic disclosure, advocate for disclosing the existence of UFOs and aliens. And areas of interest for basic disclosure include UFO sightings, Roswell, close encounter anecdotes, the MUFON or Mutual UFO Network, pressing the Pentagon to disclose what they know, and reverse engineered vehicles and technology. There's more, I'm sure. Those are the ones that I include here. It is to be noted that basic disclosure advocates show less interest in larger metaphysics or the spiritual nature of UFOs. They are not trying to answer the primary question of why there are so, many, so few humans who are harvesting the fourth density. That doesn't really mean much to them. They're looking more at the nuts and bolts and trying to uncover the mystery from a more conventional perspective. However, that's not what I focus in on my presentation, nor is that the focus of my long article on the subject. The most popular type of disclosure includes basic disclosure as listed above, but locates it within a much wider metaphysics which is presented through a spiritual warfare bias. Therefore, the title I use for the most common disclosure advocacy is Warfare Disclosure. Warfare Disclosure advocates have an answer for the primary question as to why there are so few humans who are harvestable to fourth density. And for them, getting this right is a matter of great urgency. So I'm going to list a few of the uh, qualities that I have gleaned as to what warfare disclosure thinks about and talks about and writes about and the different popularizers of warfare disclosure. Advocates of warfare disclosure rely on insiders, or are themselves insiders, who seek to disclose the following points. Humanity is approaching a new collective paradigm shift that will culminate into an ascension into fourth density, or 5D as it is sometimes used by advocates. Point two, aliens exist and have been involved with humanity. Three, there is advanced technology, which has been kept secret. Four, There has been a concerted effort to keep the ET truth covered up from public knowledge in order to deceive humanity and keep them controlled. Five, there is a negative shadowy human elite power structure that functions within a strict hierarchy who controls humanity from behind the scenes. The next point, the negative human elites work for and are controlled by advanced negative aliens these negative human elites adhere to a luciferian or satanic religion these negative human elites have committed heinous crimes against humanity for millennia in order for long enslaved humanity to ascend to fourth density it is of paramount importance to expose the negative elites and their mass manipulation and abuse for all to see. Because whatever we know and however we know what we know is false. Why? Because our reality is a carefully crafted matrix control system created by the negative elites in order to enslave us. And the final point the negative aliens and their third-density henchmen must be removed from power so that humanity can finally be free and ascend to fourth density. That will be accomplished by our uprising or an act of God like a huge solar flash that wipes out the deep state's technology. I want to state here that I don't hold much of what I just read is true. But that's my journey, and I've gone through a a big one. I used to work with several popular disclosure advocates and uh, bought into that. And it's not that I believe that disclosure shouldn't be looked at. But when someone encounters the law of one material, for example, pretty much the only game in town is warfare disclosure. And so I'm trying to simply give people a tool for discerning um, the overall frequency, perhaps, of the popular disclosure movement. I'd like to highlight that my basic premise, or one of my basic premises of my presentation is that warfare disclosure i feel is adjacent to fundamentalist religion if we are locating it on a conscious consciousness spectrum that ranges from how reality is perceived at the lower chakras versus the heart in the upper chakras i have a helpful slide which shows the correlation to each other the fundamentalist religion as well as the warfare disclosure, in terms of the main points espoused by both of them, and that's in the show notes as well. So with all of that, thank you for your presence here, and please enjoy the presentation. One of the reasons why I, I have... Difficulty in knowing how I'm going to approach this is because this is something that's been unconsciously brewing uh, for about seven years and Last year I it took me a full two years for the movements to not the first chakra movements Mm -hmm. that we talked about but sorry uh, the movements to move up from the unconscious to the subconscious to the conscious and I spent probably six months writing an extremely long article on this exact topic and I'm only going to be just touching the surface levels of that article so I'll be able to give that link if anybody's interested certainly don't have to be the second thing I'd like to say at the outset is what you're going to be receiving here today is already distorted Um, and I'm not claiming to know the The truth at all and um, I could very well be a little wrong or 180 degrees wrong what I'm gonna be sharing with you though will be in part my uh, perspective from a psychological sociological angle from a theological angle And from a personal perspective because I have actual personal experience in the disclosure movements okay Um, what you won't be hearing from me today although these are valid points the purpose of this talk is not to get specifics into this particular area in which this you know the Orion is oppressing us or that particular area in which Orion or the Alliance is fighting that's, that's not going to be what I talk about. Now, if you feel like you need to walk out in the middle of the talk, I'm not going to take that personally because he's touching on that, and that's good. What I'm going to be talking about is having been embedded in, in that particular genre for a while and then extricating myself from it over time. I'm giving you a, an insider's study of the energetics And from my biased perspective, how I believe, and I could be wrong, that the overall disclosure movement and the ethos therein is actually an entrapment into third density ethos without knowing it. Uh, And so it's not to denigrate Disclosure in general, because I think it's happening and it will happen and it's going to happen. I mean, you know, uh, it will happen. Uh, But the way that it is happening is to to kind of sum up a lot of stuff really quick in your mind is is actually a lateral move from fundamentalist religion. So what you have is a paradox, in a sense, where. A lot of people who are in the New Age movements and the disclosure movements, let's say, uh, we know their opinions on fundamentalist religions. Just say the word religion, and you're going to get 80 different comments about how there's a control system and a matrix and so on and so forth. And so they're, they're going to see... The attacking of religion as an important liberation, but the ethos and spirit from which they're attacking religion is actually equivalent on a consciousness level of the very thing they're attacking. But we don't know it when we do that, and that's the problem. So it's kind of like if I were a fundamentalist Christian and I would say, You need to accept. Lord Jesus Christ is your person, Lord and Savior, for you to go to heaven, and if you're gay, I'm going to shun you out of love. Out of love, I will shun you because I want you to hurt enough in order for you to give up your passion because you know what? If you suffer this life, but I'll see you in eternity, then damn it, it's worth it. So in the name of an inclusive beginner of that religion, I'm going to exclude you and not and not realize that's what I'm doing, which is 180 degree opposite. On this side, with the disclosure movement, in the name of freedom to free you from the reaches of the reptilians and the art, the Dracos and the Cabal and the Illuminati, I- I'm going to uh, give you the doctrine of the, what's happening behind the scenes, and these are the vetted... Insiders that I trust, and these are the cabal agents that I don't trust because they disagree with these guys, and so on. And, so on. and I'm going to be uh, uh, an evangelist, an apologist for this group here. And if I have to break some damn shells to get you to fucking wake up, I will, because I want you to enjoy fourth density. <laughs> uh, anybody feeling this parallel here? Oh yeah. Um, But when you're inside these ethos, you do not see that that is what we're doing. Um, So that's the danger, because in the name of freedom, I'm ensconcing you and myself more into the exact ethos of third density that keeps the repetition going. In the name of getting out of this, Wisconsin you into it. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to kill you in, unless you convert to Jesus. The 180 degree... You, you feel what I'm saying? Okay. And that's what I came to see over and over again inside this, because I'd already gone through the ultra-conservative Catholic movement 25 years ago um, in religion, and then moved uh, as pendulums go to the opposite (laughs) but then as I matured it's not the opposite it's more of an expansive view that's that sees the good here and here but also the shadows in both it's it's a lonely position because nobody thinks you're good at that point but point is is that I'd already had built that muscle uh, and and have mentors and, and direct people that I can speak to at deep levels that I trust Then when I move into the disclosure stuff, because I felt like the breadcrumbs were just really leading me there, and how could I, if I start to distrust the breadcrumbs, well then that means I can't trust Law of One and what got me there, and the whole thing is a fucking delusion, and where do I go with that? I can't handle that kind of existential crisis, so I'm just going to believe everything that's being said, and then it leads me to this insider and that insider. Well, then just because Ra wants me, you know, God is leading me there, and I'm going to do my thing (laughs) Uh, on one hand, but on the other hand I couldn't help see exactly what I had extricated myself 20 years earlier in this, the fundamentalist Christian group but it's being played out over here exactly in the same ethos but me being the, the narcissist and martyr that I am, I felt like my role was to help awaken the disclosure people <laughs> to the very fact that we're disconcing ourselves more by the scapegoating mechanism which is the ever-present phenomena that all societies all religions and all histories do at the early levels of spirituality and psychological development it's a phenomena that is seen everywhere at all times and that is the scapegoat mechanism and that is I cannot, I do not have access to an internal life to be able to see my own inner conflicts. And so I'm going to point my finger and escape that group. The I'm going to other other people. <coughs> the othering of other people is a third density ethos that is an entrapment into third density. When I point and say those people over there and we are here, that e- Whenever you hear that, that is the telltale sign. I don't care under what flag or uh, confederation or whatever it is. If that is happening, that is a telltale sign of a of a more entrapment into third density. Now, if I it's not to say that we don't <clears throat> call out something. But if we're going to point fingers, at least do this. So anybody who doesn't do this at, at, at the public level, uh, discernment, in my opinion, needs to be up. Because when you do this and, you, and you've done this first, then nothing that you see out there is scary. Because honestly, you've seen it all inside Already. And so, for example, um, some of the, a lot of the disclosure, now this is a few years ago. I don't, I haven't been involved in that, that stuff uh, since basically 2019, early 20, but mostly 19 and, and former. So I don't know what's going on now. But <clears throat> what I found was um, the, the need to find the cause of all of the problems going on between the lines. And then, so that's a need that's incredibly strong and seductive. Then the need for me on the inside to feel A, victimized, and B, heroic. Heroic is such a need that it's a drug that you see that playing out, that those are the people, and the scapegoating mechanism continues. And that is exactly what, in my opinion, is the root of what Ra says, if you read Ra carefully, the one thing that repeaters have done over and over and over again. And it's what Confederationists, I believe, my reading of it is to try to help us move past. And that is bellicosity. If you read carefully, it's bellicosity. Bellicosity was the sense uh, of the length, the lengthening of the earth, uh, humans' life from 900 all the way to 35 years or 25 you know, and, and bellicosity wasn't uh, caused by Orion. It was the humans, uh, there were some things that Yahweh did. We're not going to get into the deep esoterics of this. But the sense of we are us, they are them, and then having a conflictual uh response that's grounded in bellicosity is what continues the inertia to create more bellicosity because what do the oppressed do when they gain power which is what you talked about yesterday the oppressors the oppressed always be always become the oppressors unless they've done their work and it's almost it's almost unheard of but you know there are some exceptions. Uh, But it's almost unheard of for that not to be the case. So this inertia of bellicosity gets repackaged and repackaged in in a macro catalyst for the third density collective, the one body that we are, for us to process. And every generation has to kind of come to this perspective of... uh, what's the cause of our bellicosity? Why can't we ascend, you know, maybe in the medieval times, why can't we go to heaven or what's causing us to go to heaven? Let's blame Satan. And then in the 1600s, it was the witches. and Every group has their, they're the cause. It's resurfacing now in the disclosure movement with the cause of our bellicosity. It's never, it's never, About my internal life that I am not working on it's about I'm being genetically programmed by them Uh, and I am being the the cabal has the technology to use mind control with these laser beams and I'm being controlled by them and the reptilians who wear who are in the Vatican and that's why they have the hats uh, led by the Queen of England don't God don't rest her soul uh, is contr- you know being able to control the media. huh?
1: I mean, I want to, to because you're asking about the I think Kuo points out the belicosity the root of all belicosity was created by Yehovah when they engineered that body for the Martians to be reincarnated in, on this planet and it kind of infringed in the we love this planet by bringing them they use the genetic material and they and they basically brought this uh, male type of God which is basically resembling the white face on this planet which is oppressing and they kind of say that this destroyed the equilibrium of Mother Earth and before Mother Earth was intended to have a more uh, female type of God where it's more nurturing and the, the races would rotate at the power and rise and fall and rise and fall, but because of this white race being genetic, genetically engineered by Jehovah, by, by that equilibrium was destroyed and now basically we are on the parallel line on this earth fighting and fighting and we cannot actually get out of this cycle of violence. That's, I'm not
0: sure if you read that. that, that no, I, I, my, thank you for sharing that. And that's, that would be um, fine if that speaks to you. That That is not at all what I feel is happening. Uh, what I think is happening is actually it's all good. Okay, Love wins. Um, if there is, remember what I said yesterday, if it exists in the... Metaphysics has got to be here. Look no further than to see the, the baby growing up to being an adult. Because if we study human psychology, it's necessary. There's no Jehovah creating a white race for the masculine thing. It, it's a necessary thing for humans to have containers, They say that when a baby is born, they haven't developed the ability to separate colors yet. So if you stare at a white wall, they see all the colors and they're all swirling. And it's not because so much they're seeing the the real before the matrix comes over. It's because they're they're seeing everything, but their brain hasn't been able to uh, provide living thresholds of this is what blue looks like in this and then keep it straight um, limitations are, are not bad hierarchies are not bad even Ross says that intelligent energy at the very beginning is formed in hierarchies blinders are not bad and they're only bad until if we believe that the blinders Either we mistake the blinders for the truth. So in other words, instead of Christianity, we have churchianity in the name of Christianity. So we're, we're buying into the doctrine and dogma and then fighting for that versus the, the contents of what Christianity, the container is supposed to give you. Um, you have to go through a period of the, the toddler fighting Um, then in around between three and seven years old, if you study human development, the the parts of the brain that's active are the concrete operational parts that are absolutely concrete. There is no abstract thinking. It's fundamentalism. And it has to be that way. Because you don't get to the abstract thinking until you can have the solid foundation of black is black and white is white and good and good and bad and bad. And you have to have that for, for, you be, for a person to be able then to break the rules well because you know the rules well. Around age seven, then that's when there's a new movement of abstract thinking because so the brain is a, a, a bit available at that point. But then you enter into a period of adolescence, and there is an absolute necessary push against authority. Why? Because I don't know who the hell I am. Only when I push against that which has formed me do I get a sense of identity. That's part of the process. That's why parents don't need to fret when they want to sp- their adolescent kids want to spend more time with their teens or their peers, because that's supposed to happen. A kid's got to have identity, but how do you get identity by pushing against the authority? It's necessary. And then only by the age of 23 does the brain actually stop really developing. Do you know? 23 to 25. And that's when scientists now are able to say the brain is at a point where paradox are actually able, you have the ability to hold paradox together things that would not feel like you could fit together ever, like I'm a piece of shit and I'm, the, I'm God. <laughs> you know, or um, uh, the way up to ascend is actually to incarnate more into this body, into this immediacy of our world now. Paradoxes are held together. Adolescents can't do that because their brain ain't there. A 25-year-old better But if you're never mirrored that, if you don't have elders in your life, you're not shown how to do that. That's why we have the problem today. Because most adults, and I've been a therapist for 22 years, and I look in the mirror and I don't see the creator. Uh, Most adults are perpetual adolescents. Now, doesn't Ross say that? (laughs) The attention span is short, and your people have the attention span of a child. I say at least three times. So... The point is, is that movements like religious movements, and I'm going to argue the disclosure movement, it's it's not for me to say it's all rubbish. It's for me to say, because of my own journey, and, and so I'm just speaking out loud my own internal journey, believe it or not. I mean, you can believe it or not. And that is, uh, it's early stage psychological religious development. Because if people in the disclosure movement, people in fundamentalist religion, cannot hold paradoxes together. Um, can you
2: just explain what disclosure movement is? Because I've never heard
0: of that. So I should disclose disclosure movement. Thanks. Should have started with that. I'm going to cut that and put it at the beginning. Here, then. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> It's the sense of um, when you're listening to the Law of One and around session eight, uh, Don learns about Orion and there's a WTF moment. He's like, Let's, what, who is that? <laughs> and then there's this whole thing about the negative polarity and their machinations and their their mission to manipulate uh, and to cause catalysts so that people on the positive path get to choose how to love, even as they set boundaries, you know that kind of thing. The fourth density battles. The fourth density battles, but then so this is what happens though: with people who've never heard conspiracy theories, maybe you read that and it's like, oh shit! So then it's Google, press return, and then you've got like David Wilcock, Corey Good, with whom I actually worked and the disclosure movements, and you've got David Icke, and you've got Alex Jones, and you've got, I mean, I can just go on and on and on and on and on. And when a person is new to this material, you're automatically going to, that's what's out there. Yeah. Just
1: quickly, for people for whom those names mean nothing, we could say that they're extreme conspiracy theorists, and you're just going down a rabbit hole. Thank you. Yeah, that's what it is. So that's the what bloggers. it is. Okay. The rabbit. And simple definition as to what disclosure may mean, it is the event wherein the governments of the world, particularly the United States, discloses what they know uh, about alien technology and alien life and the effort to force that to happen. Is, is that a Well,
0: the effort to uh, – well, the, the way that they've kept that closed, dis- the, way the, the way they have not shared that and why. But the people who are, if you're a real disclosure advocate, that's not what you say, though. The real disclosure advocate is that people can handle the fact that there's aliens. It's all of the crimes against humanity that have been done by the cabal and the evil reptilians that are in charge of all of the world's religions and governments uh, that they are the ones that are creating a slow manipulation for people to follow, thinking <coughs> they're doing the service to others, but really it's following a service to self agenda.
2: Can I say the disclosure movement is basically fear based conspiracies? Is you that- can say that. Okay. I just wanted to get an understanding yes, religion, of what it was. Religion,
1: religion, fear-based.
0: Yeah. Nice. But, but. But.
2: Nazis in Ukraine.
0: Yeah. So you can see <laughs> that. Uh, this the disclosure movement itself. Um, it, it's it will happen, okay. And I believe my inti- intuition is it will be things like LNL Research uh, and other groups that are going to be helping to for people when when disclosure slowly happens for them to find a place to land that isn't conspiracy laden. Because people who have done their inner work uh, and have maybe extricated themselves from fundamentalist religion, if they smell the – it doesn't pass the smell test when the conspiracy-laden people have the same ethos as the religious fundamentalist, they're going to reject all of disclosure. And that's not good either, the disclosure that there are aliens and that there have been as STS work, and things like that. I mean,
1: do you associate in any way the disclosure movement
0: with LL research? Well, look at him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just,
1: I'm <laughs> just, asking. I'm just asking, because for me, A total the disclosure joke. movement is totally not LL research.
0: No, I think the disclosure movement is LL research at the right levels. You see, I'm not saying don't do the disclosure movement. <laughs> it has to happen, and someone's got to do it. Uh, what I'm saying is how you do it. And to what? And what is the tuning into this? Because it's a lot different to hold tension and to be able to hold paradox and say there there likely is um, nefarious things going on, and have gone on, but it doesn't scare me because I know that there's nefarious things inside myself, and I'm and I so to the degree that I want to say. That's the shadow. I I am also saying it, but I've seen it in here too. Uh, yeah.
3: so so how are you balancing this whole thing and I know there's a lot of personal stuff so I don't I don't want to um, offend but how are you not balancing this whole thing with the over and over this transient material?
0: Um, because uh, I'm, I respect raw very much. That's a helpful position. But Ra is sitting smoking on his weed and sipping gin and juice in 6th density.
3: So, but I, and then I just want to challenge a little bit then too. So if it wasn't transient material, so they say it's transient material. And if the basis, if the seeker seeks the one, to offer ourselves to the creator, to know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator, it's breathing out of the creator knowing itself and right, it's not coming back. And if that as I believe a lot of us grasp is the message, right? Right, of course. Okay, so and if we're doing that, isn't there an inherent, like it says service becomes automatic. There is this inherent, okay, I, I see that in me, I see that in you, but why does it really matter?
0: It, it doesn't, and it does. Can you feel the paradox? Because if I don't say it does matter, then there's a way in which I'm not going to engage with okay, anything. I,
3: yes in my life matter deeply, yes. and I can see myself in them. But at the same time, that root of my mind is the faith that
0: uh, that it's going to win, uh, that, that I, love. That
3: my and everything yes. Will be okay, even if it's not acceptable. Great, at
0: that moment. but that's a paradox you're holding, okay. and that is not something everybody can do. Do you understand?
3: So the landing of the fundamentalist Christians that, that find the new age, oh my gosh, aliens would be seeking if there are aliens, and that means this L research is. Maybe real, and maybe their, their higher self would
0: grab. They would be able to get the message that they're seeking. It, it's alien it's, it's possible, and that's why I, I wrote my blog or write my blog because I I do have real strong opinions that at the epicenters of religions, including Christianity, because that's the one that I grew up in. There there are threads. I mean, it's really the law of one, uh, couched in cult- historical cultural terms. Um, and, and so if you can draw a, if you can show people the rope (laughs) from the cosmic all the way into the conventional and that there's, there's a seamless garment there, then that's how people will, will move from the different levels. But I'm going to move right, right in here. I'm about to go into the different levels because if we don't understand the different levels, then we won't understand how to discern disclosure. All right. And uh, this topic is a whole weekend long topic, so I'm doing it. Good God, I've got 30 more minutes. Okay. This is Doug Scott's opinion. Now it's not I'm basing it on people that I trust and, and I read. Um, about I'm giving you a map. Yesterday I gave you a map of the archetypes. Today I'm gonna give you a map of, of consciousness. Okay. And what we've got, the three biggies that are in the Western world, particularly in the United States, are these. We have the traditional values. We have modernity. And we have postmodernity. Traditional, modernity, post-modernity. And each value system emerges because of the shadows of the value system before. So for example, when you're in fifth grade... You're in fifth grade because you've advanced from kindergarten. You're not going to keep repeating kindergarten, but there are certain people that love kindergarten. But you wouldn't have gotten to fifth grade if you hadn't gone through kindergarten. And so there's, there's different value systems with each of these three ethos. The, the traditional value system emerged because the value system before that is the warrior consciousness. This is what you find, let's say, in the prison culture, the, the warlord culture the narcos culture by the way I call my I call my style with the long hair and my Guayabeta shirt uh, benevolent narco chic but that's just me um, anyway I, they don't have that in South Africa probably you guys are already cool At the so the traditional value system because everybody was getting really tired of being slaughtered by the next, Uh, Warlord that would emerge and all the women were probably tired of being raped (laughs) So but you can't build a society when there's just a bunch of fighting all the time. So slowly over time the traditional provides Stability it provides discipline. It says suffer now for the world next that the heaven next God is up there I'm down here. There's a separation God is on my side. I know what God wants because here's the Quran of the Bible. And by the way, you are other and you're not God and you are my competition. But inside this, I feel damn happy because I know who I am. I know who you are. I know who God is and I know how to get to God. And I know the 10,000 virgins I'm going to have for the rest of in, in heaven once I die or eternal life and play the harp. You understand? That's a real damn blissful place to be psychologically. But what happens when the traditional community next to you feels the same way about them and then their gods hate each other because that's the mythos you've grown up with and then you start fighting. But what happens on the edges? The edges are these bicultural people that say I love these people but I love you too. What what the hell am I going to do? So slowly over time there's a new emergence happening. It's always based on relationality. you know, Relationality of the two d- traditional value systems that hate each other, but the edges, the truth is on the edges, morph into a newness. This new thing was called modernity, and that is, uh, can't science answer a lot of questions that the, the traditionalists were saying? Uh, Galileo... The the sun is here and the earth is not the center. Oh, no, you heretic. (laughs) So there's a way in which modernity is a real freedom. It was the discovery of science. The scientific method has done incredible wonders, beautiful things for us. It has given us technology. Okay? Hold the tension because I know what you want to say is, yeah, look how fucked up that's gotten us. But the, the disclosure people will say that. Oh, it was the cabal who seated it in through a Trojan horse. <laughs> the-
3: yeah, I mean, doesn't Roth say, you know, that this is, these, these are for a wake up, at least the service to others' visits, right? Or, or to give someone a sense of wonder, like just, just yeah. like in the traditional, when someone goes, oh, this is what modern science says, and they're screaming heretic, maybe this comfortable, peaceful place where I could just read exactly who I am right here and remember that when I don't think I am. All of a sudden it's just okay, but let's, let's reach
0: forward to something. There's always the the, the mystery carrot oh. being drawn for us. And a lot of people who are got into the disclosure movement through the law of one move to a place in their mind that they're actively in the name of the law of one are refuting a lot of the things of the law of one, just like you said, all technology's bad, like Scott Mendelker would say this, you know. But uh, it, it's clear that a lot of wanderers came in to help provide technology. So how do you hold the tension? You can't. You can't hold the tension when your, your identity is, is bound in an ethos. But anyways, the modernity is a real movement forward from traditional if you're in the modernity. Now, the traditional thinks you're heretics, they're Satan. Satan, science. Evolution, Satan. But if you're inside the ethos, you don't see your shadow side. Do you understand? Because modernity is absolutely a huge problem. It it, it in the name capitalism is it, it is a good thing and it's a, a horrible it. thing. Yeah. Is it
1: a cause or an effect?
0: It's human development. There's it's not bad. Because this is how human no, know, humans... Is it
1: what you're saying, basically, this causes a problem, or is it an effect of a problem? It's modern, modern.
0: But even the... It's not an effect of the it's problem. evolution. Because the veil is beautiful. All of this is because of the veil of forgetting. All of, all of this is because of the veil of forgetting. All of this evolution is because of the veil of forgetting. That's the beautiful thing about this. But hold on a second. Modernity has problems, so post-modernity arises in the 60s. Post-modernity says, you traditionalists, you oppress women, and your dogma sucks. <laughs> and my karma, what is it? Yeah, karma overcame my dogma. My karma ran over my dogma. <laughs> is that not good? The post-modernity provides a necessary critique of the traditional and a necessary critique of the modern, because then the postmodern is much more communitarian. It's a rediscovery of the community that traditionalism had and then is lost in modernity. Modernity is the discovery of the self, individualism. But there's such a toxicity of that, and there's such a longing, a human longing for connection. We move into postmodernity. Postmodernity says modernists, you guys are killing the environment you're enslaving indigenous people all of, it's a it's a discovery of the human rights the discovery of equality all of these things okay but here's the problem inside postmodernity again it is a critique against these two but they don't offer anything as to what you're supposed to be for because traditionalism offers the critique to the warrior consciousness we have a set of laws by God written on a scroll. Do not kill. So we're not going to kill. You know what I mean? There's a way in which these laws order humanity for the sake of freaking civilization. It's a good thing. So they know what they're for because God has given them this. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I think it, I can't recite like actual sessions, but isn't in the raw material they say that the closer we get to the fourth density transition, that we're going to have a lot more of these polarizing event yes so like the more ridiculous some of these things are it's like we are catalyzing people to have to make a choice so that they don't fall into that but here's
0: the problem i think is that they don't even know they're making the choice because that choice is so disguised in goodness when it's actually an entrapment into the lower density well i'm going to get there but thank you that's important and bring it up if i don't please yeah um and so the postmodern. Finally, because modern, modernity says we are for science uh, and things you can prove in this world here. The postmodern says we are against, our for is to be against all of you. And let's just love. My
1: daughter has a favorite saying, burn it all down.
0: Yeah. That's what they're saying. But burn up. it all down, and I'm not going to believe any of you if you start to rebuild because I'm right. not going to trust you. But where the fuck do you go with that yeah. in your mind? See, like you need to have mental, social, and psychological. Humans need to have sense-making tools. You know, it's it's necessary for us. And I
3: mean, you're putting yourself above by saying,
0: "Burn and down." It's an incredible entitled position because ask the poor who who you know. You're only going to get white folks really talking now. I'm just going to be honest. But here's the thing: is that the postmodern is still entrapped. It's really, even at that point, about adolescent. Maybe it's 18 years old. Whereas, if you if you're tracking with the human development, whereas the 15, which as the moderns is going to be between like 7 and 13. And the traditionalist is going to be: I love mommy and daddy, daddy and mommy love me. My culture is the best, my religion is the best, and I'm going to go play with my. Tinker Toys. And, and, mommy is true. And,
2: and
0: Yeah, and I'm getting fed, and that shit's good. You know what I mean? So uh, do you see that all three of these are entitled and righteous in their own way? But here, okay, why I'm setting this up is because this is, ex- what I'm about to say is exactly, in my opinion, what's going on with the disclosure movement and, and in our society at large. Because what I started to see is that the disclosure movement I got involved with, when um, I was pretty involved, I mean, I set up some organizations and, you know, uh, the former, quote, progressive or liberal people were now espousing and in bed with white supremacists. Um, and, and they... And it's, maybe it was an uncomfortable sex, I don't but it was happening. Uh, people were, were connecting that were, progressive people were now saying, oh my God, and they were moving to the far right. Uh Shoots and Ladders, you ever played that game? Because there's one, I know, because I got these kids, and there's one little ladder that happens right before you, you, you move to win the game, you know, to harvest, to fourth density. Uh, and it's all the way down to the beginning. <laughs> and I think that's what's happened on a collective scale because you get these people, us, who are fighting, you know, postmodern people, okay, a lot of fighting for, against the man, the white man in charge, you know, which is good, you know what i It's not, but it's a critique against the modernity and against the traditionalism. And the thing is, though, is... When all of a sudden post-modernity doesn't provide what you're for, because it's just identified as to what you're against, there is no this is our sacred yes to then couch it around sacred no's. It is an un, it's not sustainable because humans need sense-making systems. And just give love a chance ain't going to cut it, because how do you define love? And, and then my people say love is better than your people, so then we're back into it. So what happens is, is that there are, at this particular time, the collective unconscious. Why? Because the green ray is coming down. Fourth density green ray. Okay, I'm speaking to the law of one crowd. Uh, Macro. And what does this do metaphysically to us individually is that it forces us to look at our orange ray. Because Ross says bellicosity is necessarily couched in... And misunderstanding of who we are as individuals with and also within the community and and so the green ray that's coming in that we're moving into is basically hands holding our, our face to the mirror right here and we keep wanting to do this and turn away and I'm gonna I'm gonna scapegoat the cabal and I'm gonna scapegoat the Democrats and I'm gonna scapegoat the Republicans instead of seeing right here the orange ray because that's the point of the catalyst that's happening right now is is we've got to be able to see very clearly how we you, d- who deceive. This hand?
1: Who your hand down?
0: Uh, I'm saying it's the green ray effect of love. Is
1: it your free will or is not your free will? I'm talking free will here, not talking about transient.
3: I think you saying that energy of density that th- that just that's increasing right I, I, yeah but it's it's free will at
1: the end of the day you come here and you're responsible for what to do it's not you yeah, cannot blame the free will the free will the, the free the, the looking aliens, away the aliens the i mean the society we keep why 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 do you do this why do you need to point finger to somebody why it's you you can decide whatever you want for yourself you can even kill yourself if you don't like it don't come here and blame somebody else for Oh, I'm pushed this way but I have point to me no I don't push I don't show anybody else but me I come here because I want it I knew what I signed for and that's it and I only come here because I have this contract that if I am too, let's say I'm overwhelmed but what I have to do I can always be negative for the rest of my incarnation and participate to this problem as a negative source or I can kill myself and come back and try to do better. But I think as long as we are here, we are supposed to be positive and just love. I mean, it's so simple. Can you you accept someone who does this? Yeah, of course, but you know, I I went to, I I, I go to all those uh, 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 forums, and I see people, and I, I don't, they don't even touch me with what they say. They say things, and it goes just like this: I, the way how Christianity didn't touch me. And I just walk away from there. I walked away from here because, and when I see raw material, I don't feel like conspiracy theory. Felt like yeah.
0: Here. Let me let me just take what you're saying really quick. Um, I, I, if I'm reading between the lines, in a little bit deeper than what you're saying, because is that you have at some point said your sacred yes. Beautiful. Because that has given you clarity. What I'm saying is that people in the postmodern world haven't gotten to a yes. You have to say yes to love, and then you are able to discern well. Okay? Uh, And I'm also going to say something too, is um, there is a proclivity... For people who, let's say, have discovered the law of material, law of one material, to then become, in a sense, apolitical. Now, I'm not saying we should all do the opposite, <laughs> but I'm saying it is absolutely a way to love. We have to love, but we have we are loving in this this particular third density environment, and there are things to protect. There are things to lay down and go to the map for. But it's not that you do it, it's how you do it. And that's what I'm saying. Because uh, what Ra, Ra, Don, I mean, okay. Don asked to Ra, there's people starving in Africa. What the hell do we do with that? Don was way more political, and way better diplomatic than that. What do we do with people... uh, and Don Don and Ross Ra, Ra could have said, You're here to love. Do what you gotta do in your little part. This is a whole karmic thing. You don't need to do anything. That's the higher way. Ra could have said that. Ra didn't say that. What did Ra say? To, to a starving body, you feed them. Well, a lot of some people wouldn't want you to do the, the feed the starving body in Africa. So what do you gotta do? You gotta protect Protect. there's a way in which a Blu-ray informed person, let's say, is going to be able to love and set boundaries. There's that paradox again. Can I love you and set boundaries? When I'm working with counseling people, uh, love, too much love is folly. Only love is folly. Only wisdom is cruel. Love and wisdom I can love you and set boundaries and sometimes by setting boundaries is my way of loving you. It's but the 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 bellicosity how I define bellicosity is violently violent infringement. Violent infringement because just infringing is not bellicosity. Violently infringing on somebody for the sake of wanting to put, pit myself over and against you is bellicosity. And it's not even that bellicosity is a problem. Because the, the, the ints from Cyrus, you know, the tree aliens that Ra talks about, from Cyrus that came down and kidnapped or abducted Charlie Hickson to study Charlie Hickson. If you read that carefully, Ra says... They, the ints had to do that, the ints, I'm sorry, the tree aliens (laughs) had to do that because they had to benefit from bellicosity. Do you understand? Benefiting from bellicosity, so I'm speaking on the other side of my mouth. It's not bellicosity is the problem either at its root. It's how you process it. And if I'm processing it where I'm taking myself over against you, and then that creates an inertia that I never get through, whether on a collective or macro, micro, on an individual, that keeps me entrapped. That's fundamentalist religion, and from my perspective, that is the disclosure movement that says, let me tell you what's really going on behind the scenes. Let's look at QAnon. Let's look at Corey Good. Let's look at David Wilcock. These are the guys that are saying what's really going on. Let me tell you what's really going on. Because I know, and I've got insiders. And here's the interesting thing. What does Ra say? Ra's real clear about this one, about it is not the specificity of the information requested. It's the what? Does anybody know? Importance the importance put upon it. And I'm going to read verbatim some of the memes that I clipped from some of the websites from these some of these people. And I'm not saying who they are because I will get sued probably because that's what that's what these other selves do. But um, update on Earth Alliance, meetings with the Galactic Federation, come. Intel summary here, secret meetings interrupted by latest intel from the LOC, which is the Lunar Operational Command for those of you who don't know. Interview with the U.S. Army whistleblower about the Dark Fleet. The latest intel on the survive, on how to survive the Ascension. Latest disclosure on how to do spiritual warfare. And I'll do one more. Q is back. New groundbreaking intel from the real warfront. Um, this one is from a very popular disclosure person. Um, Tired of the chaos? Ready to have your questions answered with the latest intel for six consecutive weeks? Ready to meet other people in vibrant community who see the world like you do? Those few who are truly dedicated to the truth... Are you prepared to undergo some of the ascension process right now by immersing yourself to the highest levels of hidden information? Are you ready to co-create a future of limitless possibility, including off-planet archaeology? If this excites you, please know that you are not alone. Join us today. That's verbatim. Now, I'm going to just quote it again. Maybe you didn't hear it. It's not the importance of the intel requested. It's the, it's, I'm sorry, it's not the specificity that, that attracts Orion involvement. It's the importance placed upon it. And what happens, in my opinion, of the disclosure movement is uh, wanderers are being swept up in the maelstrom. Why? What's the maelstrom? Third density, Third density. earth-specific Third density ethos of separation. And it's necessary, people. Third density is supposed to be an ethos of separation. It's not a bad thing. The veil is beautiful. It's not a matrix by the archons of seventh density. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's freaking legoic. It's holy. In fact, it's as holy as you can imagine. Separation is not about... The illusion of separation is holy. It's as holy as the Logos itself because it is the Logos. It's not some hidden microchip implanted by the Martians.
1: One, one, one quick note. So I have a friend who's really spiritual and another friend who's really religious. And from both of them, I get the, that movie from Kuo with all The conspiracy, so both of them send me the same material. Look. look, of course, look there and see. Yeah, that was interesting. And you're like
0: uh, getting it in stereo, right? Yeah, but I mean,
1: you, you see, as you said, uh, it, the, the it's, the a it's a uh, lateral movement,
0: it's a lateral movement. Because, what just to circle back to this one thing is that people can't handle truth, and so what ends up happening is that Doug Scott's opinion, big grain of salt. Uh, there is a movement in the name of following my truth and progressing upon my spiritual path and awakening as a wanderer to free the planet from all of the cabal uh, people, I actually move all the way back to the cusp between warrior consciousness and traditional consciousness. I mean, we're talking full three movements back in consciousness, And then I'm gonna stake it all here because the people that were that were really into the the hippie folks and whatnot and yoga moving were really into postmodernity and these tend to be the more progressive type are often now, now because of the pandemic and all of the the great chaos with the lack of sense-making systems are actually becoming. Rigid and codified fundamentalist even religious now, they're discovering God, but it's a it's a type of God that's violent, and we haven't seen this since the Middle Ages.
3: So, in going with your um, human development analogy, what do you see as the twenty twenty thirty four being able to hold paradox? Is there anything like that that? Is it, uh, that kind of when I'm talking
0: order. to a, a client who is 21 or 22, I'm very surprised if they can hold paradox. I don't well, talk to
3: Going in that with the traditional modern postmodern analysis. Yeah.
0: Analogies. Where do we need to go in now? Development,
3: do you see anything emerging as this Absolutely. 25 about can hold paradox?
0: The, thank you, because cool. I'll, I'll end with that. Here's where we've got to go. And this is why I think the LNL research is a disclosure movement at the level that I, needs to happen. And the building fourth group that I run uh, is intentionally a, a group that's trying to do this. That is, I said ninety percent people move into this this over here that's in the cusp between warrior tradition and this. Five to ten percent well five percent move into nihilism. So fuck it all. I'm taking the black pill. Because you've heard the red pill, right? Are you red pill? Are you are you but are you blue pill? You're just gonna do the status quo. The black pill is Nihilism, and let's just be incels together. But anyways, the 5% move to what's called the integral level. An integral level is the only level. It's the beginning level. I'm gonna actually refer it to the heart opening level. I think that this is the harvestable level. But why is it so small? Because at the integral level, you emerge from post-modernity to say there is a rediscovery of truth. There is a rediscovery of hierarchy. Hierarchy, government is not bad. Hierarchy is not bad. Institutions aren't bad in and of themselves. Technology is not bad. Traditions aren't bad. You're able to see the positive in the traditional. You're able to see the positive in the modernity. And you're able to see the positive in the post-modernity. And the shadow, the shadow In the shadow and you're also lonely as hell because you're the only one that can do it and everybody else can't grab you and pigeonhole you and if you're called to be some sort of facilitator or leader you're gonna help people get along and formulate ways to help them have win-win-win situations win-win-win situations that require From your perspective, the 40,000-foot view, subtle uh, ways to approach them that are wise, that hold the paradoxes together, because you know they can't. And so you may have to um, learn. First, you have to learn how to be fairly independent and alone. And you also have to learn to be rejected, because even in the name of loving someone more, because you see them more holistically, they're going to not understand you very well, because you're no longer walking with them. And Ross says the path of the adept is this way. The beginning of the path of the adept, you're going to be rejected.
2: Um, Just to kind of bring it back to your previous conversation on archetypes, so in the, because you were talking about shadows, it's like makes me think of the experience of the spirit of the moon, right? That's like we kind of have to grasp right. at shadows and try to figure out and discern what's real for us or not, which then leads yeah. to like the potentiator, or not the, the significator. I'm
0: That's saying. right. And just to, I'll end with this, uh, if you're not familiar what she's saying is that the experience archetype of the spirit, which we didn't get to, yesterday, but is the shadow land with the moon, and and it, the moon can create shadows that can reveal or can hide, and uh, one doesn't know what, yeah, one requires discernment, right? So, how do you know you're moving in a path that's in concordance with the polarity of chosen? The metric is love. And how does one define love at the integral level? Not at, I'm not talking about love at these levels here because each one of these levels the ethos is transcend and exclude love at the integral level love that can be used to measure oneself and your path forward according to the polarity you've chosen is simply this so if you forget everything I just talked about and remember this this is it Q no. um, include and transcend you don't transcend by excluding the the ladder that got you the hell up to the top because why would you exclude steps one two and three because you're on sitting on ten and if you hate the people down below that's a privileged position instead you include and you say thank you but you don't see it fully but that's okay and by including it all inside you because you see your shadow side and you see it over there, you transcend. The path to fourth density is not up. It's not about magical powers. It's not about fighting, fighting, fighting. The path up is actually the path down and into a more holistic incarnation here and in in finding love that's contained in the moment. Thank you.